0: Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. I'm your host, Anthony Mullen, and I have a fun episode filled today. It's a review of a cool album that I picked up when I was just getting back into records and vinyl diving about a month or two ago. Before we get there, I have a uh, little announcement announcement I've got to make. First off is that this week's been busy. It's been very, very... Uh, Crazy! I haven't been I haven't been posting as much as I wanted to on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. But I've been trying to stay active as much as I can. I want to say thank you because our subscribers ended last month at 223, and that means so much to me because that's not just people jumping in and just downloading one episode. That's you guys staying around, joining the team, and coming back for the past couple of weeks to for my first really month. I feel of recording my first solo podcast. And it's awesome to, to see that growth. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I can't express it enough. I start, When I started this show, couple, when I had this idea of starting a, about a month or two ago of just a fun little music podcast, I thought it was going to be with a friend, and it turned into my own personal show to kind of give me that responsibility of this is mine, this is my project. Whatever's going to come from it, it has to be my own, my own effort. And it's not just me. It's you guys, too. Thank you so much. Apart from that, I have to say, if you like this show and you like Vinyl Divers, but you want to hear some other shows that I do and some other shows that my friends do, head over to our network website. It's called – or you search BICBP-radio.com. We have a whole bunch of cool shows over there. We have a whole bunch of shows from different genres or different interests, such as some wrestling – some wrestling shows. We have video game podcasts. We have a couple shows that are just on pop culture. One of them, me and Chris and our friend Brandon do, called "Hardly Awesome." It's kind of what our flagship show turned into. And subscribe, download, give them a listen. You may not like every one of them, but you're pretty sure you'll find one of them that you may find. But thank you so much. Head over to the website. Keep giving us them views, some listens, some downloads, some subscribers. It's awesome. Uh, another part for the news I wanted to share with you is that I joined a subscription box finally. I meant to talk about it last week but it was so packed with Kiss stuff that it it completely passed my mind and as I was driving over here to record tonight I was like, crap, I gotta remember to do that so for those of you that know me, everyone's been telling me that I should subscribe to Luke Crate, to these these t-shirt boxes and I've been holding off on it. I really don't it's hard for me to say I'm gonna spend ten dollars a month for a box of some stuff to just lay out to to hang up and put on a shelf for looks, which is cool as Loot Crate is. That's awesome. My friends that that subscribe to it and it's fun. You get some awesome, wicked little figurines and toys and just pop culture stuff. But I was waiting to find a box or a subscription some or a subscription service that really just reached out to me and just it felt like that's what I was all about. And after I was jumping into vinyl, I was looking. I go, well, there's got to be some form of subscription service, some monthly box that gives me music. And there is. There's many of them. And I was looking through a couple of them. And there was one I was thinking about that you subscribe through your cell phone. And they text you every day albums that you can buy. But I figured I'd be buying albums way too much. if If all I had to do was text yes, it's too scary. Then I found one that seemed interesting, seemed different, seemed unique, called Vinyl, but the way it's spelled is V-N-Y-L. And for those of you that don't know, it's actually really cool. It's different and fun. And the way it works is that you create a profile on this website, and when you create the profile, you tell everyone, you tell, you build your profile based off of your favorite artist, your appetite for music, I'm reading from them right now. You connect to your Spotify if you want to, your SoundCloud, your Instagram, Uh, Discogs, which is a website where you can log all the different records that you own in your collection. And what they do is they search through all your media and they find out your taste in music. They have someone catering to you, your personality of music specifically. And they want to get to know you as a music lover or a musician or they want to know what music you like. Then the second part of it is that every month you choose a vibe. And a vibe is a playlist that this this website or this company puts on Spotify, and by whatever playlist you choose, it'll help decide what style of music you want. And last month, I had the choose I had the choice between uh, it's called Moose Blood, Spl- Spring Spring Blur- the Moose Blood, Spring Break, Shamrock, and Fresh Cut. I chose Spring Break. seemed kind of fun, a little more hip hop, a little bit more uh, pop music, and I actually kind of regret I wish I would have been back and did Shamrock, but it's okay. I like a variety of music, and then what's going to happen is every month, based off of your cater, based off of your music interest, your likes, you list what you don't like, they cater to you, and they send you three albums, and it's cool. It's fun. I did a three month a three-month subscription, so you're going to be seeing some videos when I get my boxes in and then also I'm going to be reviewing the albums I get and sharing the hell out of it because I think this is awesome. It's a unique way because if someone can cater in and hone into the music that I like specifically. I mean, I love going and trying to find my ska vinyls, but it's hard as hell. And it's hard trying to I mean, I love it when I die for an album and this is actually kind of how I found the album I'm reviewing today. I thought it was a ska, I thought it was a ska record at first. And it's, that's the part of it. You know, when you dive, you, you miss, sometimes you buy albums that you don't recognize. Something. Maybe it's based off of how the album cover looked. But it gets hard sometimes. So if I have someone that's out there trying to dive for me, that's going to try and find music that I like also, what the hell i am not going to say no to it. So I did a... I did a uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test out this box, and I did a three-month trial. So I'm going to let you guys know how that is. And you're definitely going to see some videos coming up. I have some other unboxing and some opening vinyls that I want you guys to check out, but those are going to be coming soon to a YouTube towards you. I don't want to say that. YouTube to you? I don't know. You'll see it coming up. Anyway, I want to get into today's recording. We're going to be talking about an album that I found when I was jumping back into vinyl. I remember me and Chris were talking about wanting to go get a record. Uh, Wanting to go to a record store and try and find some music about a month or two ago. And there's one over around where my grandparents lived on Hurdle Ave in Buffalo called Revolver Records. And I've never been in there before. I don't think Chris had ever been in there before. We just saw it was there and we said, why not? I think it was a Saturday, Sunday morning. We didn't have anything to do. So we went out. And we were looking around, and it was cool in there. It was kind of like the first time I was in a record shop in a, in a few years. Had a nice chill vibe. I just started diving, and it was cool. Just trying to remember. I remember the feeling of initially trying to find trying to find albums that you wanted to fill your collection. And not that money's picky to me, but I I try to be a little more. I was trying to be a little bit more specific what to buy. I was I wasn't just trying to buy any Kiss albums because that's all I really ever had up until recently was a lot of classic rock now it's changed but we're flipping through and I'm looking through and I don't even know where this I found this. I think it's it was in a new wave pop, pop new wave punk box and I assume that hey, I may like this and I'm gonna tell you it wasn't that bad of a find. It was one of those true if this is actually this album I think is what spawned the first impressions where you buy an album based off purely what the cover looks like because what you may assume what it's going to sound like and it's not what it sounds like at all it's not it's not what i thought it was but it's still cool and i bought it because of how it looked assuming how it it was going to sound and i was wrong but i'm okay with it album i'm talking about today it's a self-titled ep from the a's What I really liked about this was that when I bought it, I truly thought it was a Ska album, as I said before. And as you could hear right there, the first song on it, it's not Ska at all. Really it's not. I would say it was like some classic, I guess, is that what New Wave would be? i I think it is. I never really listened to New Wave. And if that is, it's not that bad. It's more of like I would I would consider today as indie chill mellow rock where it wasn't super high energetic but it was there, and it's cool. Definitely a good find. Um, Not what I thought it was gonna be, but I liked it. And the best part about picking a vinyl or going diving and finding something without knowing it is when you get home and you pick it up and you pull it out of the sleeve. Is guess what? This is candy apple red. The vinyl is candy apple red. Like, almost this glassy see-through. So it's not, like, matte where it's, like, solid. But it's kind of glossy where you can somewhat see it's translucent. Yeah, translucent, not transparent. And it's awesome. It was cool. And what really drew me to picking this up initially was the cover is that it's a whole bunch of shoes. Which is really just, it really threw me off. It's just, it's a whole, it's, it's the covers, it's blue with, like, a bunch of, like, red red socks and shoes and what got me i don't know why is that the left i guess if i'm holding this i'm assuming that when everyone else picks up a vinyl there they're gonna pull the vinyl out from the right side so when i'm looking at this the bottom left corner is like this half semicircle cut that looks like it was on it was done in purpose like it was packaged and manufactured that way so because of that and because of the just a cover, I'm like, well, someone's looking dancy, is kinda of looking poppy. I'm thinking this could be some eighties two tone Scott. Not at all. Nope. But it was still cool because like it was so red and so blue, it just like threw it in your face. And then what's even cool is that on the back, oh, it says is the A it's the same cover as the front, but on the back, instead of like saying the track songs, it says the A's. Special, one time only, limited edition. And I actually have my edition number is 3,381. It was sold as a collector's item and souvenir. All warranties of merchant, merchantability expressed are implied are hereby disclaimed. And the uh, Arista, the I don't know what it's called, the cataloging number, it says CP705. So if anyone can get to me any info on that, I'd appreciate that so much. You can actually get my email in the show notes to be able to email me and let me know hey Anthony, this is what I found about it. Let me know because all I have is what I found on Discogs and there's like this one little article that I pulled up and all it says underneath it about this album is for hardcore fans there's also a three song 45 RPM red vinyl EP featuring After Last Night, Who's Gonna Save the World, Black and White CIA. That's all it says and then that's it. There is nothing. And then it says, sadly, in spite of critical praise, the, al- the album did little commercially. And today it's surprisingly hard to find a copy. It may be hard to find a copy of it. I-, I totally see why. It's a really unknown band, it seems. But on Discogs, the album is going for roughly about 4 or $5. Not bad. So it's not expensive to grab. But you know, to find this one, apparently it's pretty hard, which is cool to me. You know, I feel like I have a little piece of a, a little something important to someone special out there. So I like this band. Uh, now, when I was looking up, uh, when I was doing some research on them, what I did find out is that they were considered a new wave punk band that formed in 1978 in Philly, and they never really had a big hit. Their second album, they tried to do more commercially appealing music, and it, it didn't go. It, it kind of flopped, but, uh, the, but it did hit number 18 on the top rock track charts and number 26 in Canada. It didn't say anything more than that unfortunately. I wish I had something more to say or present. From what I can tell, this band was very underground. Their bio from what I can find was very small. The band formed, they had a no, they really had no hits and they just dropped. Even the uh, song you heard which is uh what I what I just brought you in on with was uh, After Last Night, which is one of their singles that was released when it first came out. It didn't go anywhere. It it actually flopped as a single from what I could tell. It's kind of sad because I actually like that song. The After Last Night was kind of catchy. It's got that upbeat vibe feel going and that rocker go- that rocker uh, take on it, which I really like. So going from there, I want to bring us into the, some albums and some songs. I want to talk about that. So After Last Night is the first track on Side A. And what I have to say is about this band, and this song specifically, is that I love the voice of the singer. He's got this early... Not Ram- they were described as kind of Ramon Ramones ish sound and I can hear it. This guy's voice has got this like this Yelp type of style of singing. I don't know how else to describe that. I like it. It's really kind of cool. Super drawing. I said this would be a perfect way to kick off the album. Like a perfect way to kick off the album for this little small EP. Perfect song to to start it with. This got me in the mood. Kind of got me excited and got me ready to listen to this. I didn't have any clue who I didn't have any clue who these guys were before. So this was a great introduction to say, here, you're about to get a bit of this. It was awesome. Um, I will say, I actually wrote down uh, the one lyrics in this song. If you listen to it is that it starts to break down and go kind of slow, almost like a bridge. And the lyrics are the fish got to swim and the birds got to fly. He starts list. The lyrics start listing off just basic, just facts about stuff. And, the way the singer sings and presents it just caught me, and I was like, all right, I like it. And I actually wrote some notes on saying, I don't know why, but when it slows down, you can hear this the, the keyboards really pounded heavily in it, and it just fits it perfectly. Like It's not rock and roll, but it is kind of rock and roll. It's kind of, I have a pop sound to it, and the, the keys really, really emphasize on that song, and I really like it. And one thing I will say is that the keyboards in the other songs on this change around so i don't know if they're electronic keys or they have like they went from a legit piano to a synthesizer or they were just like little effects but it was cool because you definitely saw that the the keyboardist the 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 keyist in this band definitely was versatile and would switch up his style to fit the song i really like that also i want to say is that the guitar solo in it as is actually pretty wicked and cool it's got a nice classic rock kind of solo sound to it um The next song I want to share with you is the second song on this side A, and it's called Who's Gonna Save the World? This song to me has a very much anthem feel where I the, the only way I could really see is that I think it would be kind of awkward seeing this song play live. I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be. But you know those certain songs that you can hear like, "Oh, that's a perfect movie song" or "That's a perfect song for getting ready in the moment," but it I don't know how it would be live. I I would I would be against seeing it done live, but that's where I'm seeing it. The way I was to place this song in when I listen to a band that I don't know, I try to figure out where can I relate their songs and where can I kind of place them to kind of make to get me a uh, a way to judge them. The way I saw this song is that it'd be a perfect if it was playing in like an '80s cult classic movie. I kind of felt like this would be a song that could be played in like The Breakfast Club at a at a scene or um, it's not an '80s cult classic, but Days and Confused. Like I could see that being played in there somewhere where they're getting ready to go out and they're getting ready to go do party or going to start something. And that wicked feeling that driving guitar really reminded this band, the the guitarist reminds me of Kiss. It's got that whatever distortion or whatever settings they have on their guitar has got this crunch that's not punky, but it's got that like classic rock style. But in all their songs you do hear this punk Progression, which you notice better in the next song. But I really do like this one. Um, on side B is uh, the third song, which is called CIA. <laughs> Like I was saying, what you heard right there, I actually do like the intro to this song. So it's kind of contradicting what I want to say is that this isn't my favorite of the three songs. But I really do love the intro for this song. And this is where I think his singing style, you can hear that early punk, that early Ramones, uh, that that sound, that inflection from his voice, his, the way he pronunciates his song, his lyrics and sings. And what I really just sticks out—the perfect kick in the kick in the intro—is that synthesizer. That it's awesome. It just perfect. Instead of it just fits. I don't know any other way to say it other than it feels natural and it fits. And again, like I said, those that guitar—it's got that crunch, but then it falls into this song particular falls into that early punk progression. You could feel like. You can you can see this being played in some basement, some din show, some like dive bar, and these guys are all up there jamming with their leather jackets and their like eighties like punk vests and everything going. You can see that happening. It wasn't some speed thrash punk, some early stuff though. It's really cool. I definitely can. These guys, I feel like that would be one of my favorite songs if I see it live. You could definitely get an image for who they are because of this. And I will say, you know, the EP wasn't bad. This. This album is fine. It really wasn't bad. It was actually really cool. It was really fun. I've been trying to find some other uh, albums because of this EP, uh, but I haven't found anything yet. I haven't really been looking online. I've just been looking around when I'm in the shops, when I'm in stores. But my overall impression is from this one is that if I'm going to rate it, the album, I have to give it an honest eight. Because in my opinion... It's not the best, but you can't always put an album that I... I can't always put an album that I like between 7 and 10. I feel a lot of times when people rate movies or rate songs or rate music, they like it, it goes, oh, well, I like it, so it's a 10, or I like it, so it's an 8 or a 9. No, you, you got to critique it realistically. I want to critique it for you guys. I'm going to give it a 7. Initially, it was a 5 because it wasn't a bad purchase. It was actually a pretty fun, pretty... uh lucky lucky find because you both know there's there's been albums I found before that were blind forty fives and we know my we we know my uh, my opinions on that on those ones we know what happens when you when you when you find an album you don't like and you weren't expecting it can go really bad, but then with this it can go really good, kind of like down the dumps where I don't know, I found it and it just blew me away where I was like wow way more than I expected and these guys definitely way more than I expected when I found them so I will say it's a 5 it's not bad it's, it's No, 5 is the middle ground between good and bad and it's not bad so give it a 5 and I'll say I'll give it a 6 because honestly that first song is what did it it was that catch it hooked me it was said alright you like this song listen to the rest even if I didn't love the other two songs I'll give it to them you're with after last night, caught me enough to say, I'll listen to the rest. And if this was a full EP, if this was a full long, like a full 33, you you then got me to buy a full album for that one song, and I'll give you that. That, that took a good amount. And that was The A's self-titled EP. I'm your host, Anthony Mullen, and thank you for diving in for another episode of Vinyl Divers. By the way, before I go, please check me out on social media. Get us at the Vinyl Divers Podcast Facebook page. Get us on Instagram at Vinyl Divers Podcast and at Twitter, Vinyl Divers Pod. Check us out and hit us up on the website, BICB-radio.com. See you guys.